Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Why, Jesus, we'll bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help DJ Art get the newest choker from Claire. Wait, who, who wrote this? Who wrote, who wrote this? Seriously. That's fucked up, man. This isn't a choker. It's, it's real pearls, bitch. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. Hey, do you think, like, TikTok content creators is going to become, like, an eSport? Who gives scholarships to TikTok uh, uh, content creators and uh, influencers to come to their school and, like, make content about their school? Uh, Pedro, you want to answer that one? Uh, no, because I don't... I don't. I, 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 but Jared, I'm too old to answer that question. That's only a question that you feel like you're the rightful age to answer. Yeah, you gotta ask some young people. You need to yeah, have man, that's a question. That's a question for us. Yeah, podcast. for that's a question for somebody younger than Nathan. Because I have no idea what TikTok is. Yeah, you say TikTok, and uh, Pedro think you one of them clocks from the old old cartoons that keep going with Woody Woodpecker and shit. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was talking about Tic Tacs. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro thought he was was triggered to the uh, the. The instructional video for his pacemaker. Come on. <laughs> hear that? <laughs> he, thought, he thought that shit was her. Oh, shit. Pacemaker battery dying. <laughs> Should, shouldn't have used it to charge my phone. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, you old niggas? Yeah, well, hold on, hold on. Yeah, what is that noise? I hit record. Jerry, Jerry, what is that noise? You on one of them scooters? No. It's, uh, it's this woman named uh, Simone. She over here birthing children. Actually, it's a big-ass mosquito. You sound like yeah. you over there trying to play the worst, the world's worst harmonica. Yeah, it sounds like somebody uh, is crying in auto tune. I don't know. No, what happened is the trap is blowing in the wind on the kayak, and so it's making a weird ass buzzing and humming sound. You still out? You still out on the water? No, not anymore. I'm on land, driving with a fat ass kayak on my car. Got a late start to the day. Day was supposed to start at like nine o'clock. We were supposed to be out on the water by like 10, 30, 11. We didn't get on the water till like almost 1.30. And, uh, hold on, there we go. Getting off here. I'm going to stop stopping over here to get me a quick bite to eat before I drop out off. So here's what happened. We were supposed to go on to the, uh, to the McCovey Cove this morning. I had a dream, by the way. Oh, shit, who's calling me? That better not be Dave. I, you know, see, and <laughs> decline. God damn it, Dave. Can y'all hear me still? Yeah, we can yeah. hear you. All right. So I get up and I'm like, hey, man, uh, Todd comes out to my mom's. We we, we head out to Vallejo. We're running like thir- 25 minutes late. We get out to Vallejo like at 9 28 or something like that, right? This motherfucker, Dave, 
who said to come meet him, was still putting on socks and a shirt. He's in Miami to order for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, he's, he's, he, he goofed for something. He ordered me some in and out. Tell him I want a uh, number two uh, mustard fried with jalapenos. Number two, mustard fried with jalapenos. And, and raw onions. Mustard fried with jalapenos. Hmm. He's ordering shit that in and out don't even have, dude. That's what I'm saying. Man. Anyways. Mustard fried with jalapenos and red onions. Or raw onions. Raw onions. But they raw onions, raw onions. Oh my god, I did not know what raw onions are. Am I, am I in a left turn lane? No, I'm not. How can I be? <laughs> Jesus. And anyways. Oh shit, I do agree. All right, so so we get there, and this motherfucker had just got out of the shower. It's not almost 9:30. Dave is not anywhere. The kayak he has not on his truck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you getting mustard and fries or mustard fries at in and out you can get something that's mustard fried which means they put mustard on your burger when they when they put the buns down and fry it on there or then fry it onto the patty or whatever jared's trying to order a secret menu item from via day which is not a good idea yeah, yeah. that's my problem anywho so we get there Dave is not ready whatsoever we we texted last night and he's like oh yeah you can get we can get the kayak Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, we're going to be able to get the kayaks. Dave said that, I was like, do I need to meet you at your friend's house where we can pick up a kayak? Or do, should I meet you at your place? He's like, come to my place. So I'm like, oh, shit, because he said he was over there looking at kayaks, trying to figure out which one we could take, yada, yada. I thought he was grabbing the kayak and just bring it over to his, his place so that when I got there, we could load it on. Wrong. Not only did he not have the kayak he was going to use set up, he's like, I need y'all to help me set up my kayak, which ended up taking like literally an hour and 15 minutes for us to get the kayak he owned at Hold his on. place. You didn't, you didn't right. think it was going to be faster? You don't remember when we went kayaking with Dave that one time how long it took us to put kayaks back on his truck? Do you not remember yeah, that, Jay? Jay, it I took us over I, two hours, dude. And it was we just... We thought we had it worked out. I, we thought, like, no, Dave, no, it took two hours. Really I have not forgotten that. about that. I, I It is like... It is like I still suffer PTSD from that. Like I'm worried about going somewhere with Dave and them having to pack things overly and over and over again in certain ways. And then he had the audacity to say while we were putting the kayaks up that whole time that he did three kayaks by himself in an hour and a half. <laughs> he said he, he put three kayaks, stacked three different kayaks on his truck rack. That is not, it doesn't fit three kayaks, so he had a jury rig. And, and he said, I'm not lying, he said, in the rain, too. <laughs> in the rain. For a week of rain. This motherfucker apparently had put three kayaks up when it took us over an hour, 15 minutes just to do one. Okay? Wow. And you don't realize he has his kayaks all the way in, like, the back the back corner of his lot, which is, like, a good, like, you can fit two more houses on this backyard lot. It's, like, a deep lot. It goes, like, probably about 70 feet. Back yeah. from his we house, even, we wouldn't been able to access them at all if we hadn't weeded all his. Yeah, and yeah, we would have been able to get him because if we hadn't weeded his backyard a month and a, a month ago, a month Four and a half months. ago. So he, we got the one kayak, put it on his truck. He's like, all right, we got to go to my friend Steve's and get the kayak you guys are gonna use. So we drive like five, six minutes to his friend Steve's. So I was five minutes away. Mm-hmm. We get there, and nothing was like laid out. It was, it was, it was tied into a rack with twenty-five other kayaks of different sizes. And, like, we had to reach in there and, like, pull it out amongst all this uh, kayak clutter. So we go over there. We load the other kayak on. That, that one only took, like, 40 minutes because we were like, let's go, Dave. We got to hurry up. Um, 
And so we we tie it on, we get it all laced up. But at this point, it's already past. What time was that? It was like eleven fifty. Yep. Basically, we leave mm-hmm. Vallejo at eleven fifty. This motherfucker's like, oh, I haven't really got lunch, and I gotta get gas. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker had. He didn't. No one. He didn't get the other kayak. Man, he didn't have gas in his goddamn car. He wasn't dressed <laughs> when we got there. The motherfucker was like, it was like when Aaron said he'd be ready like in 20 minutes, and he's still putting on lotion 40 minutes later. Like it was like one of those moments. I was like, damn it, day. Anyway, so he stops and gets a uh, Taco Bell. Oh, by the way, mm. fuck Taco Bell. Shout out sponsorship. But fuck y'all for discontinuing the Mexican pizza. That's just rude and racist. It, it was uh, rude that it was called Mexican pizza. That it needed to be discontinued years ago. What was more, what's more rude that they that they that, that, that you call it Mexican pizza or they was calling it a Mexican pizza? That they would call it that that what they called it was rude. I'm surprised they don't have like some Filipino grits. <laughs> There's a place in Surprise, Arizona that has a really good Mexican pizza. Um, and a Mexican food yeah, Mexican food restaurant. You know, it's this place in the Castro got a very very good little Nas X pizza too. Come on. <laughs> Like, I want that Nas X pie. Mm-hmm, that Nas X pie. Got a little blood on it. Come it comes, on, man. It comes, with, it comes with pepperoni that has contacts on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we leave Vallejo like basically 11.50 noon. Basically, we don't get on the road. We're not on the 80 till like a little bit after 12 now. We had to get us food and gas. And then it took us about an hour to get from Vallejo into the city to where we needed to park. So here's the fun part. So we trying to like go to McCovey Cove, you know what I'm saying? We trying to be like them. We trying to we trying to tour a place full of tourists. Yeah. So we go and we're like, Todd's looking up places where we can live in, where people say they live in to go to McCovey Cove, blah blah. The idea was that we were gonna go meet Dave. He had the kayaks at his house. We were gonna put the kayaks on and be out of there by like ten o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, we get there at nine thirty. It should take us about a half an hour to load up. But knowing Dave, it, you know, we thought maybe like ten thirty. We leave by ten thirty. We could still get out. And be out there by like eleven thirty. Between eleven and eleven thirty, we'd be on the water or be like paddling, right? And that will give us an hour and a half before the game. That, none of that happens. But then, we, so we get out to the to the city because we're like trying to figure out where to go. And Dave's like, "I know this place." Did he say he know that place, or he, he had just, looked up the place? He was just looking around Google Street View. He had looked around Google Street View, and he's like, "I found this place over here. We should go over here." And I was like, "Oh, I have no, I have no bearing and understanding where we're at relative to the stadium." So we go off on a place uh, off Cesar Chavez and Illinois Street. Aaron, you know where Cesar Chavez and Illinois Street meet in San Francisco? Yeah, it's like downtown. Nah, nigga. Wait, you talk, it's, it's not close to McCovey Cove. I know that. Because yeah, it's, a, it's like two and a half miles away. Oh, wait, from hold on, Cove. hold on. No, that's, that's on your way towards Hunter's Point. Yeah, that's no, almost right Hunter's Point. No, I know exactly where it is now. That's almost Hunter's Point because I used to have to take the uh, Cesar Chavez and then the bus down there. Wait, so he let you way out down there? I think we were closer to Candlestick than we were. <laughs> you are. You were because because you were just a couple of moves away from Candlestick because uh, yeah, because it goes from there. The next part is Bayview, Bayview, uh-huh. and then Hunter's Point, and then Candlestick right there. It's all right there. Hunter's Point, Bayview, and Candlestick. Yeah, so Dave had us down uh, near Waterfront, and I guess it's Illinois Street. Some people like uh, who had like a furniture store was doing like a Sunday like little party or whatever, and we pull up and they had like in this little like it looked like a parking lot, but it was still a public street, I guess. And it said no event uh, parking, 
and it was like a painted on like a piece of like plywood that had like been like bleaching the sun for like 10 years right uh-huh. and so we pull in i'm like man they're gonna hate on us parking in here dave pulls in just starts chumming it up with people whatever we're like dave is it cool for us to park here because he had gotten there like a minute or two before us and he's like he's like it's a it's painted on a wooden sign that doesn't mean anything <laughs> so we're like okay so we're like cool and we just start unloading these people like keep like walking by us and looking at us all awkward because they're like are you guys with this uh, event or what are you guys what are you guys doing over here and Dave's like, oh, I'm going to catch a ball. So he brought these nets. And so he's like, we're going to get a ball in McCovey Cove. And it's like 1 o'clock at this point, by the way. Like, what time like, did the game start? What time 1 o'clock, bro. <laughs> we were trying to get there like an hour and a half, maybe two hours before the game for batting practice. The goal was get to the city, go to batting practice, maybe get a ball or two hitting over towards us, and then just like, kick it for a few innings and then explore more along the waterfront. That doesn't happen. So we load up. Actually, it didn't take us that long to load. We got everything out. We got to the water in about half an hour versus the, the average hour and a half that takes Dave to make sure you pack everything safely. We get on the water. It's about 1.30 by the time we get on the water. It was the start. Yeah, the second inning was already happening. We were at some little radios. And so we get over there. We get on the water. So there was like military ships we were like getting on the water by. It was like a little land bridge and military ships. And so we start paddling out. We look. And man, we were probably the equivalent of two and a half miles yeah, street wide. You were over there by the old naval where they used to build the naval ships. And where I think we were because there was a bunch of like naval shit over there and yeah. the ships. There used to be the old naval yeah. shipyard over there. Because that's yeah. it became a super fun spot. When I was working with Wrecking Park, I had to work over there. Yeah, so we had to paddle the better part of three miles across open water in the bay, which was like difficult and challenging, but not, you know, I'm a beast, you know, me and Ty, you handle it, it wasn't a problem. But at the same time, we got on the water at the start of the second inning. When do you think we got to McCovey Cove? Uh, if you're going three hours, I'm assuming that you got there by like seventh inning. You are close. We got there, we got seven, there at, uh, like. We're like one out in the bottom of the six or two out. Yeah, the I was like six. seventh or sixth inning. That's what I'm thinking. That's a long time. <laughs> so we got there and we're able to experience the last uh, three innings, as in you know, you know, the seventh, eighth, and ninth. But we got out to McCovey Cove, and that shit, that that shit took. Uh, uh, we got out to the McCovey Cove like it must have been three, three o'clock by the time we finally got out there. So it took us a little over, almost an hour and a half to paddle all that way to get to where McCovey Cove was. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful uh, paddle for parts of it, but also, you know, challenging and like slow as fuck. Did some, saw some big ass sea lions and a couple of seals, but yeah, then we got out there and then uh, kicked it in uh, in uh, McCovey Cove for three innings. Dave was like chumming it up with hella people, really, really, really awkwardly at times, but it was, it was hilarious to watch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, watched the A's get W's, which was tight, and then. Uh, um, and then we were going to try and paddle back, but Dave said, let's just get off here and then take Muni. <laughs> it takes Wait, Muni. with the kayaks? No, he said, well, one of us is there with the kayaks and two of us will take Muni back to where our cars were, near where our cars were. And uh, we argued with Dave for about 10 minutes. Yeah, what was he going to take the T? Did Dave know what Muni to take? Was he going to take the T all the way down third? What was he going to do? I have no idea. All, all I know is that it ended up Todd and Dave ended up jogging back the two and a half miles back to the car, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then brought the cars back to where we had gotten off the water. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it, it more or less was 
that's why I called you earlier, and I said this is not gonna end well. I'm gonna be late, late. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be ready to go by six. <laughs> so, cause I was dealing with Dave. I got, I got Dave Bell up yeah. again. Yeah, so Dave fucked up my day. So, quick question: Did you catch any balls? Hell no. <laughs> There's definitely some some rich ass motherfuckers on some like little mini yachts and like nice little boats that are like parking in McCovey Cove too. We're having like little you know like field trips on their boats and shit. That shit is bougie as fuck. There's some weird people out there. There's some cool people out there too. It's, it's nice. Yeah, I recommend it. if you ever get a chance. Uh, um, no, don't worry. You don't, you can re- uh, no need to recommend it. <laughs> hey, did y'all see when uh, apparently Brandon sent that link of Vin nope. Diesel saying that The Rock's acting wasn't good enough or <laughs> did you see what he said? What, what he said today? Today he said it came out earlier today. He said. He felt like Paul Walker was talking to him and told him and sent him John Cena to be in this new movie because he was perfect. This man, Ving Rhames, is full of it, dude. Vin Diesel has conned his way. Oh, Vin Diesel, not Ving Rhames. This magic moment. Yeah, yeah, Vin Diesel talking (laughs) about The Rock is not a good actor, bro. How is that? Like, that, we got to examine that a little further, I feel like. I feel like that's like Vin Diesel has never had more depth then, like, you know, saying the, the, the dimples on his face. He, he's not a deep person. His acting is not deep. Where, where's Vin Diesel from? Uh, from uh, Miami. That's more, that was going to be my guess. Vin Diesel. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You ain't a believer he was born in. Oakland. Alameda, California. <laughs> no! Where'd he grow up, though? Where'd he grow up? With his twin brother, Paul. Is he have a twin brother that's like a paternal or a maternal? Fraternal, 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 fraternal. Not much. So they don't look alike. I, I wonder. Say. I wonder. I wonder what his brother looked like. Do he look like an idiot the same? It might be like Ashton Kutcher and his twin brother, but they look nothing alike. So my, my question is: So Vin Diesel thinks The Rock doesn't do a good job acting when The Rock's whole persona was derived off him acting, like it, like the, the fact that. He is known as The Rock, is a character, is a caricature and a character <laughs> that, like, obviously, the only reason why he would go with Dwayne Johnson is because the branding, the character that he has, the persona he's created, you know what I'm saying, like, would be contested by the WWE. But otherwise, like, that's his character, that's the caricature. And that's, that's what, like, everyone identifies him as, as a character. Yet, Vin Diesel over here talking about, Man, you ain't good enough actor, you know what I'm saying? I need you to be able to act. Like, he's like a broke Sylvester Stallone. He's like a slightly more, uh, he has slightly more emotion than Sylvester Stallone. And I'm talking about, like, Sylvester Stallone after all the face surgeries where he can't actually move his face. Like, that's... Stallone that's, was a better actor, though. Stallone. Stallone was a better barely, actor. Yeah. Stallone you know, could act when he was younger. Yeah, I mean... You know, Toretto can get really mad really good with his car. Like, you know when he's mad based upon how he drives his car. Like, if the way you drive your car is telling me your emotional depth, that means you're not a very good actor. Yeah. Uh, no, it, I, I act well when, I, when, I, when I'm having road rage. I'm a different person. So I act well when, uh, when I'm driving. So maybe maybe, maybe uh, that's Vin Diesel's uh, his thing. That's his cute when he's in a vehicle, you know. It hides all the other... Uh, what was he gonna do? Telling he doesn't have. He's gonna be in the car every every movie he in. We go exactly. see Ving Rhames. He goes a quarter mile at a time. 
Ving Rhames gonna be in the car playing in the Heights. <laughs> All of a sudden, he just pulled up in an SS or a Chevy Nova. No, he likes he, like, he does Dodge products, so he's a Mopar guy. I'm gonna do all my acting from this car. <laughs> he was only good in two things: Fast and the Furious, and in that first movie where uh, his eyes would glow in the dark. Chronicles of Riddick. Was that the second one? That was the second one. The first one we had. A well, it, it was. Uh, was it Pitch Black? Was the original? Pitch Black. One. Yeah. Pitch Black. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was good because it was you could barely see him, so he didn't take that. Was, that was the better movie. <laughs> no, Dude. no, no. His best movie is when you play Groot. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there, you say somebody else can't act when your one line was just say, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was crazy? Somebody told me after Pitch Black came out. I remember me and Marshawn, they told me and Marshawn how good of an actor Bing Rains was. So it's like, man, did you see his eyes? This like, dude, come on, man. Why you keep calling him Ving Rains, bro? Man, you know, man, you know what? Because I miss my boy Ving Rains. Because we were talking about grits earlier, and I missed him and baby boy when he was sitting there cooking grits butt naked. Uh, well, in uh, news this week, should we do some news, I guess? Yeah, go ahead and do some news. Do we even do introductions? No, we already we done enough introductions. We everybody know we all here. I'll do the introductions real quick. AG3, Captain, your friendly neighborhood Captain P Funk, your friendly neighborhood tracker trucker, and DJ Art, the D is silent. Intros are done. Yeah, for a double dose of that tank tank. There we go. There we go. Intros are done. Get us in the news. Well, in news this week, in news, uh, let's see. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, bring me Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola is in hot water. It's in some hot Dasani water after their customizable label promotion revealed that they were allowing historically racist phrases but censoring marginalized people and movements slogans. They said that you could have white lives matter, but you could not put black lives matter. You could also not put lesbian or transgender on there, but you could put I am a Nazi. <laughs> could you write on there, I am not anti-gay, I am anti-LGBTQ? Hey, please play that soundbite after that, Jared, so I don't sound like a fool. Those were not anti-gay remarks. Those are anti-LGBTQ remarks that I make because they are political terrorists. Uh, they are probably the closest things to the Ku Klux Klan in the modern political era. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, I am Eric Porterfield. <laughs> That's racist in itself. And it's uh, wait, not suicide. What is it when the parent kills the, the, the children? Uh, kidicide? I don't know. Uh, fraudicide? Fragicide? Euthanasia. Come on, dude. That, that's what you kill yourself. Is that killing yourself, dude? <laughs> no, it's youth in Asia. That's what it is. That's a racist Asian joke, but I'm half Chinese, so shout out to my Asian brethren. Sponsorship. I'm protesting Anyways. this podcast after that racist statement. <laughs> so Coca-Cola um, was only allowing Nazi approve uh, labeling for their their custom made bottles. Okay, is one of those one of those labels "Make America Great Again"? <laughs> I, I, I hope so. 
I want to know who were the people that tried to put in all this shit to find it out, right? Because, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was someone that was actually going to buy Coca-Cola. You know, just someone that's sitting around and saying, I ain't got nothing to do. I'm going to see what works and what doesn't work. You got some college students, right? You know how, Jared, when you yeah. was in college, you say all you guys do is look at YouTube videos. Now college students do stupid shit like that. It's like, I'm going to put in everything. I would have put in Pepsi. Pepsi is better. Let's <laughs> see if that worked. Oh, that I, I would have put in clear Pepsi. <laughs> you should have just wrote clear Pepsi. <laughs> Built on stolen land. They were, uh, colonizer. I am not a col- oh, I am a colonizer. What about that? You think they would have been okay with that? I think, I'm um, Jared, I'm holding up a Coca-Cola bottle to the Zoom meeting right now. And I think it's kind of racist because uh, they made Coke Zero black. It has a black label for Coke Zero. That means black people are nothing to Coca-Cola. Exactly. <laughs> talk yep. about who you think working in the factories down there in Atlanta? Black people. Hey, do you think they'll let you get away with putting uh, OJ did it on there? How about I just put OJ Simpson? I don't even put OJ did it. I just want OJ Simpson because there you, you're what saying about- OJ did it, so they should allow that on. Now, what if I put about- OJ didn't do it? Or how about <laughs> or, or you put or you put or you put or OJ was right. <laughs> or you put WW uh, OJ do, D. What will OJ do? Or you put free OJ. Free OJ, yep. Or you put the juice is loose. <laughs> this isn't the first time that someone's like, remember Apple? They went ahead and like tested it out and all these things that Siri would, would say or look up and the things she wouldn't. That's all basically like one programmer in there. I'm not going to blame a whore corporation or one programmer or somebody. Who probably is racist? Who knows? He probably is living in that one town in Georgia. They never that you know that maybe it's from that island in Georgia that Herschel that that Jim Brown was from. You know what the funny thing is? Remember how? Remember in Google used to they used to put um, and they changed this uh, I guess algorithm. They put in a uh, you used to put in beautiful black moms and porn would show up. You put in beautiful white moms and it was just women, regular women in dresses working or doing home, you know, doing home, doing a housework. Well, shit. A house it sounded like crafts. Google, it sounded like Google knew exactly what I was looking for when I put in beautiful black moms. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to get, I wasn't trying to get a picture of uh, Viola Davis and Eartha, uh, uh, my girl, from, the mom from good times yeah. or the mom from family matters. I was trying to get, you know, Jada fire and, and uh, Dominic Simone. Shout out Jada. And Heather Hunter. And Heather Hunter. That's what I was looking for when I put in Beautiful Black Moms. I was looking for Heather Hunter. Shout out <laughs> uh, Jada Fire uh, sponsorship. She went to school with me all six years. No. Of our high school years. <laughs> exactly. What the hell she going to sponsor? She going to sponsor a pack of now later from the 54th Street, uh, 54th Street Liquor Store? No, she got some real money now. She's one of the, what, the top paid... Um, one of the, or it used to be one of the top. I think it's a uh, used to be. It's yeah, used to be. <laughs> yeah. It's a big used to be on there. Uh, if and whatever, whatever font and whatever size that you can go up the highest on word under used to be, do it. <laughs> Click on it. More, more dignified will be at one point in time. Yeah, what? yeah. You should have said that one point in time. Not you know what was funny about far that. Far used to be. Every, everybody that used to ask me about it, and I didn't, I didn't even know until <laughs> I didn't know some with the high school would until some of uh, Aaron's friends. Uh, 
I put it on my friends. It was some of your homeboys that, that brought it up. Hey, did you know this girl? Since you went to, they brought up her profile. You sure, you sure it was my friends? Because I don't, I don't hang around too many people that I was looking I'm at. Jada Fire. I'm not saying no names. I only know no one. Names. It's only one person I know that would probably ask about Jada Fire. But somebody asked me about it, and then uh, I want to hear names. Mm-mm. Let's say their wife name. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> The Supreme Court unanimously ruled against the NCAA, traditionally conservative justices, stating that they were breaking antitrust laws by not allowing colleges or universities to pursue athletes with educational-based benefits. What do you guys think about that? Okay, so now that this is, they're making, uh, I guess what money or going after talent with money legal they're not making money yet no the the only the only thing they ruled legal was you you, they opened it up for stipends and money based on education related costs so now basically because before you you weren't able to buy the students computers or anything like that or any like they couldn't pay for tutors they could use the free tutors that are student tutors but they couldn't go out and like hire high-end tutors to help them with things like that you couldn't pay for that so now with this what this ruling did is basically said the athletes will receive educated more related payment money the ncaa is reminding me of this is what it must uh, it's, it's giving me the feeling that this is what it used to be like for slave owners once uh, the emancipation went through and they were like, just fighting it to the end, right? You just fight it to the end. Even though everything in the world, the world's moving without you, the world's uh, moving ahead and you're just still behind and still trying to stay in your old ways and trying to keep this good old network going and, and not pay your athletes. It's slowly coming to an end. It's slowly coming to an end. And I think it's gonna be worse. It's gonna be worse. Cause they didn't, instead of them going out and fighting for and, and fighting and working with, instead of going out and working with like, okay, Let's 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 ease our way into this compensation. Let's figure out how we're gonna do it. They're 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 getting told what to do by Supreme Court and they're they're losing cases left and right. So yeah, one thing one thing I found interesting was uh Kavanaugh, uh I like beer, Kavanaugh uh <laughs> stated that NCAA couches its arguments for not paying student athletes in innocuous labels. But the labels cannot disguise the reality. The NCAA's business model would be flatly illegal in almost any other industry in America. So, uh-oh, oh, here's Dave. Dave, Dave, you want to say hi to the podcast? Hey, podcast, what's up, podcast? Here, that's really, you guys, yeah, that's really cool. Hi, podcast, gotta run. You guys got any questions for Dave real quick? He, said, he yeah, just uh, said gotta run. <laughs> no, no, he, got a, he can ask a question. You guys got a question? Yeah, ask yeah I was trying to figure out uh, what size canoe will fit on a Toyota Prius. Oh, absolutely a 23-footer. Okay. Yeah. Would a total Prius lose gas mileage holding a 23-footer? No, it'll increase it. So, yeah, you take the uh, canoe and you put it right side up, okay? Uh-huh. Make, certain you're, yeah, make certain you're going straight towards the river. Put <laughs> some uh, flotation devices in there and, it'll, and you'll just float. Hey, Dave, did Jared ever tell you that he had to call me because he had a flat tire and he didn't know how to fix it the other day? He had to call me to pick him up on his bike. 
don't believe it. <laughs> Dave, I had to pick him up during this time. I'm not lying, Dave. During this COVID time, I had to pick up Jared with a flat tire. And did you make him double mask? <laughs> I should have. I should have made him ride in the back seat with his bike since he. Because did, didn't you said everybody should learn how to change a tire? I think we did talk about that, huh, Jared? Didn't we? Probably. Yeah, we did. It, you, did you take that uh, inner tube and strap him down with it? I, I should have made him use that ride around his uh, seatbelt because he didn't change that tire, David. He didn't change. He didn't fix his oh. flat. He didn't fix his flat. Okay. All right. All right. This is there's something. Go- okay, we have to fix that. <laughs> Jarrett needs to be fixed now. Yeah. The tire was shredded, let's, let's bro. Jarrett down to get fixed. <laughs> I ran I ran over I ran over a full patch of glass and the tire was shredded. There was no there's no riding on that bad boy that night. Well, wow. thank you for picking up poor Jarrett and uh we'll have to get him learning how to fix it. You guys want to ask Dave if he wants hey, to teach gotta, you guys how to uh pack a bag and load a kayak? For oh, an hour okay, wait, wait, Dave. They were talking bad about you. They were talking bad yeah, about you. I hear that. He's he's starting to get really nasty right now. Yeah. So I'm going to leave all it's going good. Hey, no have problem, a great Dave. time in the hard world. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, who else is on there? Aaron? Pedro. Pedro. Pedro and Aaron. Cheers. Cheers, cheers Dave. Cheers, cheers, Dave. Thank you, Dave, already. Uh, All right, Dave. Uh, it was a good good, good time today, Aaron. You should have came along. Oh, man, next time. Next time I'll be there. Well, next time, Dave. We'll do it again. Hey, um, uh, so here's the – it's funny. This is the ironic thing about NCAA uh, – Brett Kavanaugh voting on that. Uh, I guess he's making up for with that truck driver. He's famously known for allowing a big corporation to, um, I guess he, the truck driver sued uh, the company. And I want to say it was Celadon. I'm, I'm not, I can't remember. But the big corporation got sued by this black truck driver who they left out in the frozen and they told him not to leave the cargo or whatever, but his truck wasn't, it was in opera in opera. It wasn't working. <laughs> and, uh, he, he went out and moved the truck, I guess, against the, against the, I guess, regulated law or whatever. And he actually sued him. And Brett Kavanaugh, they took it to the, they appealed it to the Supreme, not the Supreme Court, but they took it to a court. Brett Kavanaugh was the judge standing out on that appeal court. And he overturned it and ended up rewarding the company. And the driver had, uh, they had fired the driver, he lost his job and everything. So it's funny that he roots for the NCAA, but he doesn't root for black people. I mean, Wait, he, for, uh, he, rooted, he rooted for black athletes. He rooted for black athletes. Let's so face it. Let's face it. This worth more. This rule wasn't for wasn't for the lacrosse team at Prince, the women's lacrosse team at Princeton, or no. the or or the men's the men's saying, the men's tennis just, team at UCLA. It was a makeup, I think, to clear his name after all all that because his name got stained in that um, that whole incident. So he went the other way. I think it's tight though. I think it's tight that that we got these conservative justices really going full reopen. They're like, I think they're like, we need to stimulate the economy. We need everything to be paid. Everyone is everything's about business and and proper pay now. Get that money out there. But it does surprise me. It does surprise me a little bit. It is it is definitely a pro labor uh, decision. Well, I think it's this the NCAA. Calvin, I said the NCAA. 
what he said, it just basically looks like the NCAA is a dead organization, right? And and this is the thing you got to understand is the NCAA just refuses to grow. It, it likes how it's going. It's making money. And don't forget, the NCAA isn't college sports. It's an organization that was basically hired to help govern college sports because with before the NCAA was around, that we still had college sports. We had football, we had college basketball. And then that's when you had crazy shit like Alabama declaring themselves national champions back in the day with two losses over USC being undefeated, right? And you just had crazy shit like that. So the NCAA came in as kind of an organization to kind of group it all under one, but it's on its way, you know, NCAA is just like, you either change or you die. I mean, it's like, it's, it's business things, right? You either change or you're no longer around. Kmart, is Kmart still around? Kmart, I think so. They got the special Barely. K, Circle K. Uh, yeah, That's not Kmart. Circle K is not Kmart, Jared. It, like, is the NCAA the next uh, Blockbuster? Yes, Blockbuster, it is. Because you know what? Blockbuster had a chance. So here's the thing. You got you to gotta seize that moment when you have a chance to say, you know what? We're not going to exist how we used to exist. But we can't exist and we can't still make money. We can't still be part of that. Right. I mean, Blockbuster, Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix, to buy Netflix for a cheap ass price. And Blockbuster said, no, they're like, your idea is crazy. You'll be out of business soon. And look, Netflix put Blockbuster out of business. Toys R Us, one of those places that didn't change. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, Blockbuster had a chance. It was the dude that gave the keys to to run Blockbuster's PR and stuff was the dude who made Taco Bell and the Gordita like popular. So. Come on, man. Everything links back to Taco no. Bell. Um, you want to talk about business nepotism. So my other question, I guess, is what should still fall under or what do you think should be? Because this is this is going to push the NCAA to making basically legalizing like what benefits are educational based benefits. My question is, what benefits do you uh, think, think based upon the culture and history of the NCAA and its underbelly of benefits being given that are some educational or some non-educational based, which ones from this tradition should still be, um, or should be uh, like grandfathered in to be allowed as a um, educational based benefit? Man, you sound, you made that question harder than I think it had to be, Jerry. Exactly. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't know, know you, what the hell you talking about Man, right you're now. talking to a damn truck driver <laughs> on here that can't take, can't, can't remember nothing from yesterday. You sit up there talking about educational based programs and shit. I don't know anything about no education. I just tell you this. I would tell you this, Jerry, to semi answer that question that went in a circle and didn't make a lot of sense. Cause talking about what what are they gonna grandfather in? They didn't have if they enter the if they gonna grandfather in, they go grandfather in not paying people. That's their grandfather in. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, those recruits who signed with John Calipari, Kentucky, are gonna have the best gaming computers that money could buy. We, you ain't gonna be able to beat them in Call of Duty. <laughs> what about? Well, can can you get like you buy my mama a house? That counts like an educational benefit because you get to go to that home and study if you need to. No, but you get to study abroad. You you, you might have a whole basketball team studying or football half a football team studying abroad in Ibiza or or Brazil. Are we sure of that? Did we, did we read study the abroad was study abroad was one of the things that it was listed under, like study abroad opportunities, which which they wouldn't be able to do they anyway because they every off season. I'm like I'm going out of the country. Yeah, I was gonna say they really can't because they they have they have too much practice to study abroad, and there are too many rules around it. 
What but, about what about the um, the groupies, the ones that give you a tour of the school and sh- show you a good time? They're not groupies. They're not groupies. They got different names at different places, <laughs> and they provide different. Some of them just provide tours. Some of them flirt. Some of them provide a little bit more. Some of them handhold. Some of them go a little. I, I knew one woman that did it, and she was the most nicest person in the world. She got like free books to do it, and she I don't she never went far with an athlete, but she was gorgeous. Oh my God, I, I tried to go out with her, but that all got ruined. Another story for another day. But she never, she wasn't one to provide anything else. She just gave them tours and just, you know, mm-hmm. her job is to be there and be pretty. What's the coach that got in trouble recently? It was Les Mouse. Les Mouse, because he was, he was like, I got to approve of these. Some of these, uh, we need good looking ones. I got to approve of them to get these recruits here. I mean, I was pretty upset that he got fired because, I mean, that's how they all think. He's just stupid enough to say it to the wrong person. Like, so groupie, the, 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 the hostesses, they don't count? Are those perks uh, still grandfathered in, though? I mean, that's not really a perk. That's just the university has a host program to get recruits. Well, can well, they invest it to make sure they get, like, a bunch of IG models that are, like, taking a class <laughs> at their school? The, so uh, they that's that's already up. plenty of people that – there's plenty of wannabe IG models at every campus now, Jared. They don't have to go out and buy – you have to go out and buy more. The Harlem Globetrotters wrote an open letter to Adam Silver in the NBA asking to be turned and rec- turned into and recognized as a NBA franchise. What are you guys doing all that? Can I think to Seattle. I think it would have been better. They, they their letter would have been more received if they wrote it to the North Pole. How the hell? Uh, 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 th- look, I'm all for what the Harlem Goldtrotters meant as for entertainment purposes for all the years. But how the hell are they gonna sit there and say we should become an NBA franchise? And, and anybody that's on the Harlem Goldtrotters now think they'll be on the roster if they become an NBA franchise? Hell no. Well, they got they have that one dude who can dunk. They all can dunk. They all can shoot. They all can they shoot. Can't play at a, they can't play at a high level like that. You start yeah. you start running them up and down the court and they have them bumping people. Them shots ain't gonna hit. No matter how weak, how weak. Who was the weakest team in the league, Pedro? Uh, who's the Houston Rockets? Yeah, and they still better than the New Jersey than Jersey. the Generals. They still better than the Generals. And they'll be challenged, and they won't get such easy wins all the time. Here's the thing. Where are you going to put them? In Harlem? You can't call them the Harlem Gold Triders and you're going to put them in Harlem? You said Seattle. The yeah. Seattle Gold Triders. Gold Triders. Man, no. If the team go to Seattle, they're going to be called the Supersonics. They can find a niche. They can be competitive. No. Yeah, they got a niche. They got a niche right now. You go around, you play for a bunch of five and six-year-olds and a bunch of parents who can't afford to go to an NBA game, and you entertain them for two and a half hours and give since we know look, the Harlem Go Trotters, we talk about things that have closed businesses that have closed down in the last years. They're on their way to become the next Barnum and Bailey. Right? The only thing missing is an elephant coming across the court and people throwing peanut shells around, right? And a trapeze artist. They're on their way of being the circus. That's, this is their last stack. I got to give them credit. This is their moment. They're capturing, unlike the NCAA and Blockbuster. They're like, hey, man, this shit ain't working no more. Like, we a few years away from performing at high school gyms, right? Yeah. Well, so, the thing is, like, they, they bring professional basketball to cities that don't have professional sports teams at all. I, but like, they not- hey, we bring in... Professional basketball is Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> the the problem is, and and even in in Des Moines, Iowa, Fort Wayne, and all these places, they I think they rather watch basketball on TV. 
uh, or, well, or, or college sports or college basketball. I'm so fine. If they, were, if they were smart, they would they would start playing. They would start doing games against uh, other like pro, semi pro teams other than generals to like show like yeah we'll, we'll start playing a competitive schedule and then they can start getting some of these guys you know with that one and done college rule bullshit like start taking some of these young guys who don't want to go play college for a year and let them travel the way they want like, I want to travel the world to play you know saying professional basketball they can play for the uh, for the globe for a year and then that way well, they'd be like we have we have some NBA talent in here guess what Jared guess what the Harlem Vogue Trotters are they are they are pro those are amateurs trying to make it to the pros. That's basically what they are. <laughs> That's who they are. They're pro, they're pro basketball players that are trying to, that, you know, didn't make the dream. So they had to become uh, a guy holding a bucket of confetti. Yeah. Well, don't forget in the beginning, the Harm Gold tried to play like a real team. And then they realized they played and they played like the NBA All-Stars and they played teams like that. Yeah, they have real NBA players, but then they realize, oh man, we can make more money being a circus, and it's a circus, man. Uh, you know what? I, I don't, I'm not one of these people that feel like the NBA should do it. It's the right thing to do. I, I don't feel that way. No, that's not. They like Aaron that's like, said. They're, yeah. they're a sideshow. That's all it is. Go go somewhere with that job. I, I agree. I I think that they need to. I I, I think it would be tight if they were recognized as an NBA team like the. Obviously not like to play, like at least right now. But like say they were to, you know, saying like get uh, you know, saying like a legacy in where they're like an honor honorary team, like one of the teams that isn't around anymore, and they recognize them in their Hall of Fame and yeah, yeah. I give them just that notice notation because they were uh, in they were influential for the integration of basketball, and they you know they beat the was it the Lakers or who. They beat the national, the defending champions on two different occasions, the NBA champions, which proved like, you know, the black team uh, was as good, if not better, than. Uh, I thought than it was the Celtics. I might no, have been the Minneapolis Lakers. It might have been Minneapolis Lakers or something like that. They beat they beat some one of the teams that was the defending NBA champion. They played three times or something like that. But they, yeah, they beat them a couple times after they had won the title, and it was just one of those things where it, it proved like before you could have to say you had the best talent in the NBA. Literally want to legitimize himself as having. Yeah, that's what Aaron said. That, that's how they yeah. made they made their name off of having pro basketball players. But now and it's then, just uh, it turned well, itself into a sideshow. Yeah, well, part of the argument is like the NBA has like kind of picked their talent and like you know it's taken the talent they would have had, and so you know in that way they can't compete. <laughs> did they take the talent, or did the talent choose to not play with the Harlem Gold Riders? I, I think, think it's the, the other way around. And you know, everyone's like can't get right in life. You know what I'm saying? They they want they you know. If you can get I don't out, think the NBA know. took their talent. I think the talent chose not to be with Harlem. NBA stole their talent from them. It's the same with the Negro leagues. Like all those guys got you know. Well, they, moved the up. they they wanted to play in the major leagues. That wasn't that their talent got stolen. They wanted to play in the major leagues, right? That was the, the money. That was the, it's the that money was the there. I guess the, the money. It's the money. It's the money. That. Let's be real. That, that, that is better. The major leagues is better somehow, though. Like, you know, these these Negro leagues that the, 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 well, they had, the money's they there. They have better facilities. Like, they have money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there's also some poor white trash like Abraham Lincoln. Well, shout out to the Harlem Globetrotters sponsorship. Come on our show. We'd love to help start a a uh, Harlem Globetrotters should be an NBA team movement no, here. No, I ain't starting that. Don't touch my name <laughs> on that shit. There shouldn't be no NBA team. 
okay, look, if the NBA want to throw him a bone, what, what, I mean, what, what is it? Is it just going to be a name alone? Because you got to buy a franchise to get in. They don't have the money what to buy a franchise. This? So you want the NBA just to say, okay, we'll make you an NBA team because no one's on the team right now is going to be in the league. Let's be real. No one's running the team. It's going to be allowed to run the team. It's going to have to have an ownership. It's going to have to have this. So let's say, what, what do you want? Do you want them to, hey, can you make us a franchise? If they do that, they're going to have to approve of who's owner and who's this and that. They're not going to just let them in. They're not going to let them be in Harlem. They're going to choose what city they're in, too. What if they made them like a G League team, affiliate team, and they let them be a G League affiliate? And then, and then in the future, you know what I'm saying? If they decide to expand, then they can, you know, consider bringing them up, making them, if they decided to expand. I don't know if we're going to expand anytime. If it's up to Aaron, this team would contract. I know that. But yes. if they ever decide to expand, then like, hey, you know what? We can make Harlem Globetrotters. Because then they could they could still do their they could still do their exhibition games and travel and do that thing and still do that. But then during the during the regular season, they can also do have a G League team that has NBA talent on it. That's that fine with me. That's better. But I don't th- I don't think that's gonna lead to you becoming a but then you're gonna lose the distinguished of being the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, how many people no, do you no, know? No. Only person I know that will go watch a G League game is Josh Aguilar, JX. That's the only person I know that will watch a G League they, game. Well, no, that's they, they can have the G League. They have two squads. They have the squad that plays the G League games, and some of their some of their stars from the from the team can play on that. But then they and they have young talent on there, rookies and other people who are trying to make it to the league. And then they could have uh, their traveling team, which does their traditional shows, where they're where they're where they're goofing around and and doing their thing. And and in 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 the non G League season, they could, you know, travel and take those younger players that are still on their roster around. With them. I don't know. I, they can find a way. We can, we gotta get them part of the NBA, man. Recognition. No, I mean we can put them in the Hall of Fame. Like the Negro Leagues is an equal part of the Hall of Fame in the Major League Baseball. And then baseball did a great thing by saying the Negro League stats matter. I think yeah. aren't the aren't the Harlem Globetrotters in the Hall of Fame? I, I believe so. I think so. I mean, they're probably already in the basketball hall of fame. All right, you ready? Sure, Hold I, I think I'm in the basketball hall of fame for what the stuff I did at 74th Street School. On <laughs> <laughs> the eight foot rims. Eight foot rim. Ain't hard to do. It's 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 <laughs> All right, pal. Do you have a cutty corner shout out to the Brooklyn Nets uh, and Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Blake Griffin, the three most millennial, solipsistic social media um, narcissists in the NBA, uh, and they all tried to rally together to uh, essentially. Uh, take down Steph Curry's throne and, and fame and, and, and dim his light. They've all had their various uh, attempts at dimming his light uh, from joining with him to uh, playing and getting beaten by him. And they could not do it. And uh, Kevin Durant airballed the game winning shot, despite having uh, crazy accolades. And it just uh, 
tickled me. And I was so happy to see that an NBA team that just assembled four all-stars with no bench, with no chemistry, uh, uh, all fell short. Cause you can't, you can't just buy greatness. You got to build it. You got to have the pieces. You got to have the foundation. You got to have Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala. That's how you build a championship team. You don't sign Kyrie Irving and Blake Griffin and Kevin Durant. And shout out to KD. You will never get a ring without Steph. Yeah, yeah, I like to give a, uh, a positive Cutty Corner shout out for the state of Florida. I know you're going through some things. Uh, uh, not uh, please, he'll hope alive for people who are maybe will get a couple more survivors out of that condo. Sorry to hear about that. That's not what my positive for for the whole state of Florida. But as a state and whole, today is probably a better day. One of the creator of cops, John Langley, died uh, today. And during a race in Mexico, he was doing a 250 off-road race in San Felipe and he uh, had a heart attack or something. So this is a second co-creator of cops that have died. And I'm sure this is great for Florida. This is great. Your tourist board can now can now can now put forth and try to get the shit off the air so people can start coming to Florida a little more. The worst thing that ever happened to Florida was the creation of the show Cops, right? I remember when the first, this, here's a crazy thing. This is the second Cops creator that died, one of the co-creators that died. The other one died a few, what, like eight years ago in Oregon when he was on his honeymoon. He was taking a picture and moved too close to the edge and fell off. And I was, re- and I remember someone wrote Jim Rome show and it was a letter and it said, dear Jim Rome, we heard the Florida, uh, one of the co-creators of Florida died. Good riddance. Sincerely, the Florida tourist board. This is another situation. We're in that situation of Florida's tourist board can rejoice that another creator of cops have died so they can stop putting on everybody sitting around, walking around with the white beater in the state of Florida and just making Florida look even stupider than it really is. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yes, uh, yes, I do. Uh, my Cutty Corner shout out goes to meeting people. Um, in particular, um, I've, I've had, had two things happen to me uh, these, these couple of weeks where um, I actually met a good person and a a white, what do they call a Kevin? I met a Kevin and a good old fashioned, um, good old fashioned country dude. It was just an honest, good heart. He had a good heart. He was a good person. Helped me out out of a situation where I got stuck in the middle of the intersection. But with me saying that, it's just meeting people. My, my cut a corner shadow goes to meeting people. As this man helped me, um, <laughs> get out of a sticky situation. I, I tried to pay him and he didn't want to take the money. I was like, hey man, take this money because you're a hard worker and yada, yada, yada. You, you help me get out of this situation. And he was like, no, 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 I don't need to take that. And he, he like refused to take the money. Whatever I did, I was trying to give him money. Then I had to get out the way. I ended up getting out of the intersection, got out the way or whatever. And he, he made sure he darted off so he, I wouldn't offer him any more money. I was looking for him. Um, the second guy I met a I met a Kevin a colleague of mine that works at this current company I'm leased on to. So a brand new Karen. Instead of just saying, 
you know, hey, okay, this is how you do one thing. This is how you do that. You should be good to go. No, he wanted to, she wanted to quiz me. Like, like, okay, how much do you know? What do you know? Do you know how much you get paid? Are you willing to do that? First of all, um, this is not, this is not a company. It's not a company anymore. We don't, we don't count each other's money or we're not trying to figure out which people, what people make. So he was under the impression that I was getting all the good loans because I'm new to uh, the company or leased on to the company. I am a business owner. You are a business owner. You have the option now to move your truck anywhere you want to go if they're not treating you right. You know why? Because you own that truck. Please don't come up to me and try to count and see what I'm doing at the beginning or just coming on. I appreciate the help that you gave me, you know, to figure out some of the uh, apps or whatever that we got and everything's computerized. And I want to give another mid-cutty corner shout out to the company I'm leased on to for not explaining everything to me. And I got I got it learn it myself. They give you a computer and don't tell you how to use computer 100%. But to the Kevin, it's in my business why I'm running a business. Uh, this is why I hate meeting new people. I want to be a type of person that's, that's friendly and stay out of everybody's way. And you should want to do the same. Just came up to me talking bad about another driver doing what he does. Hey, that's his business. If he wants to pull a bad chassis or whatever, uh, and he's talking about, no, man, you messing up the contracts for the rest of us. You know what you can do? Since you've been working for the company, you can get your own authority <laughs> and pull your own, your own contract. That's exactly what I'm planning on doing after a year. You know, maybe not even a year, but that's the thing. If you're sitting somewhere and you're blaming your equipment or you're blaming new people that come on about how much money you make, that's a you problem. And you're still an employee. You're not a contractor. You're an employee. You want to be treated like employee, bitch. Oh, my Cutty Corner shout out. Um, goes out the clout chasers. This week, uh, the Tour de France was happening. And uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but somebody was holding a sign uh, at the beginning stages of one of the races yesterday. And they were standing, you know, they let the, fr the fans stand real close to the sides. And, you know, they were like those bike races, people were so close. And somebody standing out on the road trying to, because they knew the camera was, the bike with the camera on it was riding past them. So they tried to lean out and get their sign and make sure it was red. It's a cheap ass cord, piece of cardboard, like probably almost, almost six feet long, maybe about a foot and a half wide or tall. So they're holding it extended out in the middle of the goddamn road. And they basically cause a cyclist to run into them. That One of the leading cyclists runs into them, hits their arm, not just a sign, hits their whole goddamn arm because they're extending out with their arm to hold it and falls and proceeds to create a pileup that stops at least half of the racers. Once everyone has fallen and, and the pileup uh, jams up and the log jams up, stops half the racers from continuing the race. And it's basically just a massive accident. People got <laughs> injured, people broke bikes and equipment. And um, yeah, it just it just it, before the race could really even get started, some dumbass clout chasing motherfucker, you, you know, fucked up the whole race. Now I get it. If that sign says something, you know, that I politically agree with, then it's okay. And those racers need to get over it. But if that sign had nothing to do with anything politically that I agree with, you are a dumb motherfucker. 
and you need to take your ass home. What the fuck are you thinking? Get the fuck out of the way. Don't block up the race, okay? Because I really care about my cycling. I'm a big cycling fan now, now that quarantine has got me back into riding my bike around the town. So now, like, I'm a cycling snob, and don't fuck with people who are trying to ride safely on the road. Get the fuck out of the way. You know, the worst part, you know, those those damn those damn Tour de France people ain't got no meat on their body, man. That little tumble hurt the hell out of all of them. Mm-mm. Well, the worst is when you fall and then the person falls on top of you and then people they start all, crunching it into was the back a of domino, them. Right? It was a true domino effect. That guy was an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was a woman. Oh, it was a woman? I, it looked kind of like a woman. I can not tell. My second cut of corner shout out goes out today for um, causing me to basically, um, yeah, you know, one thing you know actually goes out to myself Aaron you're right I should have known Dave was gonna take <laughs> at least an hour and a half to pack and be ready and get ready you know no, it's, I Jared, you, you Jared, know, Jared, you Jared, that, do I you not remember I'm remember he got back to the place before we did and then we got stuck in the mud remember we he left he beat us by a long shot getting back to his car with the kayaks and me and you got stuck remember we took a long time because we were in a double and it took us forever and then we were also playing around with all those seals out there remember we got surrounded by those like 50 seals and they were like mm-hmm. playing around being playful swimming with us and then i showered at the place where we had to return our wetsuits and they still mm-hmm. and still took an hour after that after we got back into his car <laughs> I should have known. Um, I should have known. Yeah. So my my second credit card shout out goes out to myself for for having some kind of expectation that Dave was going to be ready and wouldn't cause. Even though we've tied canoes to his his, he has a rack with a little uh, canoe uh, setting on it from the fit canoe. Where he has plenty of straps. I got plenty of straps. <clears throat> Even though we've tied canoes down to his truck or my car, okay, dozens of times now. Um, the fact that it's still, no matter what, what day, I should have known it was going to take at least uh, an hour and a half to two hours. And it ended up taking us uh, well over two and a half hours to get both canoes tied, uh, strapped down and ready to leave Vallejo, Vallejo. So um, anyways, also a uh, bike race and rodeo, September 26th in Vallejo, California. If you are interested, uh, holler at your boy or look up Bike Vallejo. There's a kid's uh, bike rodeo. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, informational, teach kids how to ride bikes, get bike service on. And there's an adult race, all sponsored by the Mayor Island Brewing Company. Shout out, sponsorship. So uh, make sure you put it in your calendar, September 26th, uh, the Vallejo Bike Race and Rodeo. Hey, hey, was the one that didn't want to take money? Was he a white guy? White guy, big white guy. Nice, maybe, nice maybe, country guy. Maybe it was Jesus. <laughs> you know, he had beautiful blonde hair. He might have been Jesus, but, like, dude. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Jesus being almost three hundred pounds, though. Hey, 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 Jesus came back down to earth. I can imagine that this day, Jesus came back to earth and discovered Jamba Juice. <laughs> and, and, and they make it seem like it's healthy, but it ain't healthy. Look, Jesus, we, we all discovered the filet of fish. <laughs> Maybe they had to make rib. He came back and McRib was in season. Everybody knows. You know, that would be Jesus. a good question. Who, 
What would Jesus get hooked to if he came back like today? Starbucks. Or in the 80s or 90s. Starbucks. Starbucks. If, he, he would, Jesus would be hooked on Starbucks and OnlyFans. No, no, no. Jesus would be hooked on Starbucks and Fox News because it's fair and balanced in TBN. Come on, man. We all know Jesus was a six foot three, 180 pound white man with blonde hair. Not not according to uh not according to Family Guy. Family Guy, he was hella short. They're like, hey man, we were all short back in those days. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um shout out to Jesus sponsorship. Uh come on our show. He comes on our show every time because he comes through all of us. Yes. No homo. Uh, all right, my Cuddy Corner shout out. Wait a minute, um, Jerry. You can't say home. No, no, I'm not gonna let you. I just you, you're not getting away with that. You repent right now in the name of white Jesus. I need mean, Jerry. You making them repent now? I, I want to be eating in at least 15 minutes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know what he said, Pedro, because I was so hungry I lost you said, focus. You said Jesus comes through all of us, no homo. They're gonna blast you. <laughs> that was blasphemous. <laughs> that was blasphemous. And and I came from a church with a bunch of gay guys singing on the choir. And that yeah. was blasphemous. <laughs> they didn't even want to have sex with Jesus. Now go ahead. God damn. This got bad. This got bad. This got bad. I hope no one in my family. I hope no one in my family here it is. I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> All right. 